Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you this Garage Logic podcast best of. I'd give you the uh, record temperatures, but I'm out of the I'm out of the room today. And those record temperatures, of course, are brought to you by Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds. We have a guest right now, and I'm going to get to him in a moment. He's probably wondering what in the world I'm talking about. Last week, I mentioned to you that we had been sent a piece uh, in the newspaper that appeared in the Arizona Republic. And uh, there was a fellow out in Winslow, Arizona, named John Gross, who uh, obviously, I would think, would have been unfamiliar with Garage Logic. Uh, nevertheless, uh, played right into our hands in this newspaper article. This fellow built his house inside his garage. And I put the Dutchman on it, and I said, let's, uh, let's talk to this fellow uh, because he seems to have taken garage logic to the extremes, and we we have John with us right now. John Gross, are you with us? Yes, I am. I uh, thank you very much. My name's Joe Souchere, and you're on the air here at KSTP AM fifteen hundred in the Twin Cities. Well, it's nice to talk to you, Joe. We uh, we were sent a piece from the Arizona Republic in which you're pictured sitting on a uh, pretty nifty looking Harley Davidson, and you're next to a Jaguar XKE, and apparently behind you is your house. And your house is inside your garage. Exactly. And we have a show here, John, called Garage Logic, in which uh, what we've deduced uh, about life is that most things that are worth figuring out can be figured out in the garage. And and you really have uh, have taken this to a new level. Well, what happened? The reason I built my house inside of um, this garage, which was. Uh, Initially, a uh, World War One bus station that sits across the street from the uh, Santa Fe uh, train depot in Winslow. In Winslow, right, which used to uh, be right next to the uh, Roundhouse. Okay. When the uh, when the steam trains came into uh, Winslow, they would uh, switch over to diesel engines on their way to Los Angeles because they would uh, the steam. The steam trains tended to burn the forest down around Flagstaff in the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. So they would switch over to diesel engines. And uh, this is uh, basically a, a railroad town. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened is uh, I went to, I'm from the North Shore of Chicago. Oh, you are? And went to uh, the University of Arizona in Tucson in 1965. And uh, I bought myself a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, this motorcycle was, I went out to the Chrysler dealership, and I watched Evil Knievel jump six cars out at the dealership. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I went over to this motorcycle place, and there was the motorcycle sitting right there. The same kind Evil had ridden? The exact one that he did. Yeah. What it was, was a, it? Do you remember? It was a Norton P11. Okay. 750cc motorcycle. A British bike. Exactly. All right. And all they had done is change the shock absorbers on the back for, for uh Longer shock absorbers for evil's uh, jump. For evil's jump, and yeah. there it was sitting there on the on the floor at the Norton shop for two hundred dollars discount. Really? So I bought this motorcycle, and, and it, it was, was brand new. Brand new. Yeah. And uh, I rode it all around Tucson, and uh, I lived in the uh, near the university in the in a little adobe house in the alley, and then one day I came out of my house and the motorcycle was gone. Mm-hmm. And somebody had stole it, and mm-hmm. that's. I ended up uh, buying another motorcycle, and because of sort of my uh, paranoia, I used to put it into the kitchen at night. What 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 was the second bike you bought? It was a uh, 1966 Triumph Bonneville. Okay, it's really a beautiful. Motorcycle. So you really were a British guy at this point. Well, I couldn't afford a Harley then. Right. The Harleys were twice as much money. I right. Really, I wanted a Harley, but I couldn't afford one. So so the Triumph leaked oil all over your kitchen floor. Yeah, but. You know, <laughs> I didn't know how to cook anyway, so <laughs> I just used the, the, the kitchen as, a, as, a, as the garage. All right. So um, later on in life, I, um, I moved to Los Angeles, and after um, my daughter graduated law school and uh, Los Angeles just became too horrible. What did you do for a living in these intervening years? Well, I, I had a clothing store in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then I became involved in uh, Indian art. Okay. What, as a collector or a seller? Or? I started as a collector, and if you want to be a serious collector, you're going to have to end up being a seller, uh, a dealer. All right. So you're a dealer, you're an art dealer. Exactly. Still to this day? Still to this day. Also. Did you have a garage in Los Angeles? I had, I had a, a, a garage that was attached to my house, and 
in the course of 25 years, I had two cars stolen out of that garage. You, you've really had some bad luck when it comes to theft. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I kind of uh, formed this uh, vehicle anxiety separation. Right, and and it seems, how old are you, about 50? I'm 50, exactly. Yeah. Well, it seems to, as as you've gotten older, uh, you you I can understand where you would have almost turned things inside out by trying to make the garage inside the or the house inside the garage. That that's the reason that I start when I left Los Angeles because the air is just too polluted there and the bay is polluted and uh, it just became kind of a small town because there's just too many areas that you just don't have any right to go to else mm-hmm. you're just expecting too much trouble. Mm-hmm. And if you have a nice car, uh, nobody really has any respect for it. You couldn't park in any place without something happening, and so. I kind of switched over from nice vehicles, and I started buying really junky vehicles, mm-hmm. like we drive in the winter here. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, that's you know, I found out that you know that's the only thing that you could you know have and not get stolen there in Los Angeles. So I bought myself a 1966 old Chevy pickup truck that looked like the ones that all the gardeners used around mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And it also I, I like to work on cars. You know, I am uh, I'm a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And that um, anything that's pre-1966 in California doesn't have to have a smog test. Right. So you could uh, actually, you know, have some fun with those cars. You could put hot rod engines in them, and you could uh, you could actually work on it rather than have to take it back to the dealer and and uh, be at their mercy. Mm-hmm. How did you end up picking Winslow, Arizona, to move to? Well, because I went to the University of uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. and because they passed a uh, Helmet law in California for motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You'd and prefer to ride without a helmet. Oh yeah. Okay. And because of I really love Arizona or New Mexico. It's just the really the land of of all the magic and all the beauty. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to move back to you know one of these two states, and so I've always had this idea of um, being able to buy a big industrial building. And which I could make as my garage, mm-hmm. and also have enough space to build a house inside of it. That's amazing. <laughs> and I I have the picture in front of me, and it it looks like a nifty house. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. This is um. So what I started doing is um, I like the sound of the railroad tracks. I like the engines. I like I like everything about it. So mm-hmm. what I did is I got in my old pickup, and I I just went along. The old Atchikin, Pekin, Santa Fe Railroad, all the way from Los Angeles, all the way through Arizona, all the way through New Mexico, starting looking at buildings that, that were right around the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And I started falling in love with these train depots mm-hmm. that were built in the 1920s. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. They're like mission style, and they have big arches, and they have uh, big uh, ramp deep, you know, ramps in front of them for the depots. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have fireplaces, and they have um, Spanish uh, tile on the roofs, and they're just absolutely beautiful. So I decided that's what uh, I wanted to buy one of these train depots. And you found one in Winslow. Well, I you found, found a bus one. station. Yeah. There is one in here in Winslow, but I actually found one in New Mexico. And um, I, I called up the railroad, and I started negotiating and for this uh train depot in, in Mountaineer, New Mexico, mm-hmm. which is just in the middle of nowhere, um, about 150 miles southeast of uh, Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And um, the railroad was very receptive to selling the train depot because they hadn't used it in 50 years, and it was really run down. So, But they did notify me that I would have to move it away from the railroad track. Oh. It was seven feet from the main line there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I sent a crew of uh, engineers over there, and they said that it was going to be no problem. So I, I uh, they had a five-acre tract right there next to the railroad where I could move the depot to. So I went over to the city hall to uh, take out a building permit and notify the city, and they told me, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You get out of town. And they just basically rode me right out of town. So I started going further east. And what, did, what did they want to do, claim the building for themselves? Yeah, and because it was kind of starting to become a tourist area. Mm-hmm. So they figured, well, we'll take over the train depot, and we'll put a coffee shop and a restaurant in there. Mm-hmm. So, they, so you're they, out of the picture at this point. Yeah, they ran me out of town. Yeah. So I looked at the next 
started looking at all the train depots further down the track going east into New Mexico. And um, there was another one in uh, Fort Sumner, New Mexico, which is the place where they, when they rounded up all the Navajo in 1863, that's the place where they interned them. Mm -hmm. And uh, there it was up on a hill, another beautiful train depot. So I asked for that one, and they said that I couldn't have that one because mm -hmm. of, of uh, that they were using it for operations. So I went to the end of the line on the Texas-New Mexico border, and there it was again, another beautiful train depot. Mm -hmm. But this one had a Fred Harvey house attached to it. And the Fred Harvey Company was formed right after the Civil War, and it started to build um, hotels and restaurants all the way from Chicago to Los Angeles to offer amenities to, uh, to train travelers because uh, so they have something to eat and they have a place to get off the train and sleep. Um, but Corvus, New Mexico is really a decimated town. Mm -hmm. The whole downtown is just gone mm -hmm. and because they've built a, you know, a new part of town like all the other places around here. And um, I thought, well, God, I'll never get any visitors. And I, I would have these wonderful structures, but I'm just isolating myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go back toward Los Angeles on the railroad again and look look again. And that's what brought you back in down into Arizona. That's what brought me back. Let me. Can you uh, can you stay with us through this break? Sure. I have to take a break. We're speaking with uh, John Gross out in Winslow, Arizona, who has built his. Uh, oh, look what I did! Look what I did! I hit the wrong button. I hope he calls us back. Do you have his number? I'll try him. I just hit the wrong button. I meant to put. We'll, we'll see if he'll call back first. I put John on hold. He's uh, built his home inside his garage. Uh, I hope he. Uh, I hope he gets back to us. We'll be right back. You know, we've been talking a lot lately about back in the day, it seemed we only swam on one side of the dock because the other side of the dock was considered crab land, no man's land, too full of weeds. But now with Aquaside products, use Aquaside products on both sides of the dock and expand the swimming area. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of anything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for your family, the lake, the fish. So don't let these kids get tangled up in weeds all summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You don't need a permit. Shipping is free. And as I say, fan these pellets out there and watch them go to work right away. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350, 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com and get a weed-free swimming beach for you and your family. We're back with John Gross of Winslow, Arizona. John, thanks for calling back. I'm sorry I accidentally cut you off there. It's no problem. And you are a fellow who, uh, when you sit in your uh, living room, you're looking at your garage. I am right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm looking at my, my cars, I'm looking at my motorcycle, and I'm looking out on uh, Route 66 here with the uh, train depot across the street. Now, to enter your house, do you go through the garage door? Well, actually, there's, there are five huge cargo doors in this building where you can drive in any side of this building mm -hmm. with any size uh, vehicle that you could possibly have. Mm -hmm. the, the front of the building, actually, because it was uh, built uh, pre-segregation, has two side doors to it, which was for the waiting rooms for the bus station. Mm -hmm. And one was the, was the uh, regular white person's waiting room, and the other side was the uh, Indian waiting room. Mm -hmm. And uh, the building has a huge overhang because it had gas pumps in the front, too. Um, on the side, there are huge cargo doors with barn sliders to, uh, to, to be able to bring the buses in one side of the building and take them right out onto the street of the other side. So th this is um, an ideal situation. And the other places that I lived, I always had to fight space this place has a huge abundance of space. You really have no uh, yard maintenance problems either, do you? I have just concrete. Yeah. I have uh, huge expanses of concrete. And the, the building 
was built as the first attempt at a, uh, a prefabricated industrial building mm-hmm. where this was built before plywood came out. So they took uh, two-by-six forms and nailed them all together, and they poured up 25 feet. Mm-hmm. And then they put steel-encased windows all around this building mm-hmm. where there aren't these big, huge door entries. And then from there, they put the railroad, steel railroad trusses on top of the concrete walls to support, which are bow, called bow trusses, and that to support this all-wood roof that is all is round, mm-hmm. which supports these huge skylights that are all made out of this uh, colored wire glass on the top. Well, the place sounds like it's uh, impenetrable. It's flooded with life. It's just flooded with light, light in here. Yeah. And uh, four sides of light and all the ceiling. And because um, it was built by the railroad, across the street at this Fred Harvey Grand Destination Hotel that was built, the first woman architect who, who built all the buildings basically in the Grand Canyon had a hand in uh, designing this building. So mm-hmm. it has a really beautiful southwest facade to it in the, in the front and um, is, is unlike any other buildings they build today that it doesn't have any internal supports. So it's completely undivided space of uh, 10,000 square feet. Now, is the home itself surrounded by garage space, or did you tuck the house into one corner? No, I, the, the house is, is freestanding. Um, you can walk around the whole entire house. Inside this building? Inside this building. This so, is garage logic taken to, uh, taken to a new level. And the, build, the house that I built is uh, 1,300 square feet, mm-hmm. and it is entirely made out of French doors and windows, mm-hmm. which are real wood and real glass and real divided light. And the roof is made... Uh, the rafters are sheeted in plexiglass, mm-hmm. so I can look up and I can see these beautiful steel bow trusses and the, this beautiful roof entirely made out of wood and all these skylights, and it basically looks like a upside-down um, sailboat when you look up. You could conceivably go out one door, get on your motorcycle, and ride around to the kitchen. Well, that's, that's one reason why I made this house freestanding because I, I have a couple of Harley Davidson old race bikes that mm-hmm. don't have any way to start them but, but to bump them, mm-hmm. which is to run them and then get on them and jump on them and they'll start. And sometimes when you don't ride them you know, enough, the clutches tend to stick mm-hmm. because they have uh, castor bean oil inside of them. And um, you can hit the wall if you don't turn hard enough. Mm-hmm. So, so I can still get around this whole entire building by taking a hard left turn Right. after I get on the motorcycle. <laughs> you can race around your house, in essence. Yeah, and in the wintertime, I can still keep these things going. <laughs> it is. A, what's the bike you're sitting on in the newspaper photograph? That's a 66 uh, FLH Harley-Davidson. Have you owned that since new? Um, pretty much so, yeah. yeah. And then you got a 66 Jag there? Yeah, I, yeah. an XKE uh, Roadster that... Right. Uh, has really been a you know fun car to have. have. Has this allowed you to overcome your garage theft paranoia? Well, now yeah, I have this big vicious uh, black dog. Yeah. And um, and I can see these things from my bed. Yeah, you can see this from any room in your house if you want. Because it's all surrounded by glass. Yeah, the house looks like it, all the walls are glass. Yeah. Lattice uh, latticed windows. Yeah. It's and, gorgeous. And I have uh, three three French door entries in the front. Mm-hmm. And one in the back, and I have um, this house is made out of uh, ponderosa pine, mm-hmm. which is the native wood around here. Knotty pine is very beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, I'm in the process of cobblestoning around these buildings with petrified wood mm-hmm. because we're right next to the uh, petrified forest, mm-hmm. and Winslow is uh, inundated with the stuff. It's really beautiful building material, and then I am what isn't uh, a window or a door, I'm cladding it in uh, copper mm-hmm. is, a, is another building material because this is the copper state. Mm-hmm. So I like to use uh, indigenous materials in an indigenous way. Are you married? I was married. And yeah. I, um, interestingly enough, from this article that appeared in the uh, 
Arizona Republic, I've got about five offers. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Four girls and one guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, would, would your uh, wife, uh, were you still married, would she have approved of this, I wonder? Oh, I, I'm still in contact her. Yeah. You know, and um, my, my ex-wife uh, is one of the people that builds the satellites for uh, Hughes Aerospace that mm-hmm. they uh, shove out of the uh, Discovery and the Challenger. And, right. Uh, so she kind of has a background in, you know, assembling pieces the same way yeah. that that's basically my, you know, talent is uh, putting pieces of, of things together. So she might get a kick out of this. Yeah, I think she'd get a kick. Yeah, what about your daughter? Has she seen it yet? My daughter's been here, and yeah. uh, she's overjoyed yeah. because uh, basically this is uh, going to be part of her inheritance because there's not too many other people that really want to live inside a garage. What do the city fathers of Winslow think? Are they happy? I, I've been kind of the town curiosity for yeah. the last two and a half years. and uh, um, Yeah, I think everybody's really happy because I took the biggest, ugliest building in town. And fixed that, it up. It was completely boarded up, and and um, every you know drunken town was living in this place. Yeah. And uh, it had... It had uh, over 400 broken windows, and um, and I've turned it into a, uh, I think you know, a really positive thing, and uh, which is getting a lot of attention um, because of uh, its architectural merit. Well, now, uh, were I ever to be on Route 66 and came through Winslow and knocked on the door, uh, do you let people take a look? I, I do on occasion, you yeah. know, kind of depending upon my mood. Yeah. And uh, I've had, you know, quite a, a, a few people, you know, coming through here, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to sort of help the town out. Yeah. Because um, this town's kind of down on its heels, mm-hmm. and it has all these kind of big, huge, beautiful buildings that are uninhabited, and um, it's a real opportunity. You can buy them for just about nothing. I, I, one last question, if you don't mind uh, telling us. Sure. Uh, well, in fact, a cup. In fact, will you stay with us one more break? Okay. And and this time I won't uh, I I uh, I won't uh, cut you off. Okay. It's your it's your nickel. All right. And uh, we'll be back with John Gross, whose house is built inside his garage in Winslow, Arizona. And of course, yes, we have to get his CI uh, index, and we have to get a number of other things before we let him go. GLers, be sure to get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It's the height of summer right now. It's the height of the grilling season, and there's no better place for brats than Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Right now, Spencer Grunhofer is doing slider patties, including bacon and cheddar, cheese curd, regular and a brat patty, rookie burger and ribeye burger in combo packs now, new lasagna brat, incredible chicken brats, jerky, bacon, double-smoked ham. They'll cut that bacon any way you want it, by the way. Buffalo and elk patties, flat iron skirt and hanger steak, beef short ribs, sliced jerky meat to make your own jerky. But best of all, for all of these picnics during the week of the 4th of July, choose from more than 130 flavors of brats. It is absolutely a brat palace. These are pork brats. You don't boil these. You get out there on the grill and you have your own brat bracket. Uh, beef brats too, chicken brats. As, as I say, the 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 jerky, the beef jerky, the chicken jerky, whatever you want. It's unimaginable. The flower, uh, the flavors keep changing every day. Uh, Sponsor uh, Grunhofer is a professional meat cutter. You'll enjoy talking to him. Everyone in the shop knows how to help you. Uh, Spencer Grunhofer. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats Hi, kids, moms, and dads. This is Joe Souchere, the old fireworks commissioner of Garage Logic. You know, I have great memories of the 4th of July, the cookouts, the warm, sunny days at the beach, and yeah, fireworks, the firecrackers. Here's a few tips. Kids, use a cigarette to light the firecrackers. It's, uh, it's easier, uh, the wind doesn't get it, and uh, remember this too, kids, never push anybody in the lake who has a pocket full of firecrackers, because that just, that just ruins them. These are just some of the things you have to remember uh, on the 4th of July. Kids, moms and dads, have a great time. Uh, this is the old fireworks commissioner, Joe Souchere. And uh, the little kids, uh, let them play with the sparklers. But then uh, watch where you uh, walk because, oh, man, does that does that ever hurt. John Gross, we could have played uh, Take It Easy by the uh, Eagles, but it would have been pretty predictable. Um, yeah, I see that corner every single day of my Standing life. on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, what a fine say. 
Uh, where, where is that corner in relation to you? Right there? Two blocks away. <laughs> John Gross is in Winslow, Arizona. He is a, uh, an art a dealer and collector, and his home is built inside his garage. John, uh, part of the, uh, the way uh, people uh, measure themselves here in the mythical uh, kingdom of garage logic... Uh, is to uh, is to total up their cylinder index, the number of cylinders you own, and I wonder uh, I wonder if you can do that. I have um, let's see, I got twelve. I've got I've got maybe thirty six cylinders in here right now. Thirty six cylinders, what in all air cooled? Yeah, in in a sense, well, not the Jag. Not the Jag, no. Now, John, what? Uh, uh, if you don't mind, I mean, I and you don't have to answer this, but what is a building like that worth? What did it cost you? Well, I purchased it for about $38,000. Holy mackerel. And it has an adjoining lot to it also, so mm-hmm. I have uh, almost uh, an acre of property here. Mm-hmm. And it all faces Route 66. Mm-hmm. And um, because this town is really down on its heels, because it used to be a railroad town, mm-hmm. And the railroad kind of uh, picked up and went over to Barstow, California. And it uh, used to be Route 66 got bypassed by Highway 40. So um, we got this kind of old dilapidated part of downtown here now. And um, you can just pick up these buildings. There's just these strew of buildings, beautiful buildings that um, don't cost very much money. And, and you imagine, uh, now, is your art... Uh, business within this complex as well? Yes, everything's right in here. I've, yeah. got, I've got room for everything. Yeah. Now, lastly, uh, your feelings or your philosophy about what a garage means to you. I mean, I don't mean the question to be facetious. The garage has come to represent in our discussions here in the Twin Cities kind of a symbolic extension of the home and it's quite literally a place where people figure things out without the regulatory intrusion of the government. And, and the whole idea of the garage has taken on a life of its own. And I'm very serious when I ask you what it means to you philosophically, because, again, I'll say it one more time. I'm looking at the photograph, and it's just one of the most handsome structures I've seen uh, to see your home built within what essentially has become your garage. So I'm wondering... What what garages mean to you, or what you think they mean? I, I've always thought that I, I've spent my 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 best and most happiest time inside my garage, mm-hmm. and now what it means to me is my garage is something that I use as a wall mm-hmm. to separate my house from from the outside world. And now I have everything contained in one total package. John Gross of Winslow, Arizona, I really appreciate you being with us. It was a pleasure. I, I just got to tell you one little funny story. Oh, please. Yeah. In, when I was uh, in high school, I used to go up to uh, St. Paul to go to hockey camp during the summer. Really? Which was uh, run by a, a fellow named Eddie Jeremiah. Hold, wait a minute. Hold it. This, we're having a strange harmonic convergence here. Uh-huh. Can you come up with a year you might have attended the Eddie Jeremiah hockey camp? Well, I still got my little patches, and so I, I think it's from 1962 to 1964. Well, I attended it in 64. And, and, and <laughs> I was like a football player on skates. I and, attended uh, Eddie Jeremiah's hockey camp in 64 and 65. It was in Golden Valley. Yeah, on Wyzetta Boulevard. Yeah. And, well, and it was at the yeah the uh, the ice center I think in Golden Valley. Ice center Valley. exactly, and and from being you know we right out, come up there on the train and you'd stayed uh, downtown at the YMCA, mm-hmm. which was kind of like well I got to go home every night. Yeah, well, it was a shaky area of town, and all they had around there was uh, kind of like this arcade section. So the first night I lost all I spent or lost all my money for the whole two weeks or three weeks. So we were stuck in the stuck in the YMCA and all they had there was uh, they had a swimming pool and they had a handball court and I had this room that faced the street Mm -hmm. and my first logic that I ever came up with was I could take this handball and I could drop it out the window and it would go 14 stories down and hit the sidewalk and bounce right up I put my hand back out the window and I'd have something to do Mm -hmm. 
Well, that ball drifted out into the street because I wasn't aware of the air currents in the mm-hmm. town. And it went almost right through somebody's car hood and made a big, huge dent in it. And the next thing I know is I got my arm out and there's somebody pointing up to me and the police show up you yeah. know, within five minutes. And that was my first real experience with a car. Well, and, was you, you, you've logic. Been, well, you've been living you've been living downtown all your life, is what it sounds like, or yeah, trying I, to. I, I, exactly, yeah, that's true too. The Eddie Jeremiah Hockey Camp, man, the world does not get any smaller than that. Isn't that a wonderful place? Eddie Jeremiah was the Yale coach, wasn't he? I'm yeah, trying. he was the Olympic coach also for yeah. that year. And uh, we, a couple of my friends and I, we come up there and think that we you know we were good hockey players, but we were just a bunch of bulls on skates, and mm-hmm. then we learned that you know other how to other people actually skate on the skates rather than just use them to uh, try to flatten somebody when they come by well if you get a knock on your door sometime it might be me okay hey i'd like to meet you thank you very much you're welcome thank you have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. Listen from my dressing drawer, it's gonna be a crap shoot for sure if baby makes a point the hard way. It's almost frightening when he said he used to come up here to go to the Eddie Jeremiah Hockey. We've met a premier garage magician here, and because he's 50, he's a great living American. I mean, he gave us a cylinder index for just the air-cooled stuff. Didn't even count the jam. Five proposals, four by women and one from a guy. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. John Gross of Winslow, Arizona, who has given new meaning to garage logicianship. Holy smokes. I'm glad we called him. Or more accurately, I'm... See, he, he doesn't answer his phone. We had to get to him through an intermediary. And someone gave him the message that we saw the newspaper article and were interested in chatting with him. And he... Uh, he chose to get back to us, I guess. He sounds kind of iconoclastic, but uh, extremely interesting. 646-8255-1800-9620792. Pound 1500 is the AT&T call. Uh, Dutchman, today, uh, you told me the other day off the air that, uh, I mean, you're just 21. You're a young guy. You're starting out in this radio business. Right. And... Uh, you told me you wanted to have your own talk show. Yeah, someday. At, at, some, at some point. Someday. Well, yeah. I think today you're going to have a little test. Okay. You're going to have a little test. All right. Uh, sometime in the 3 o'clock hour, you're going to tell us the story of how you got the name Dutchman. The incident. Yeah, it'll be a great, it'll be great practice for you. All right. You know, to, uh, to reveal this about yourself and to, uh, and to tell us the deal. So sometime in the 3 o'clock hour. Okay. All right. A St. Paul prostitute... Watching America's Most Wanted it helped identify a woman whose body was found in Nevada. They both have the same tattoo of their pimp's name. The body of Margaret Hicks, 23, was found January 4th. And the Minnesota woman worked, the woman that helped the police identify the body, worked with Hicks in St. Paul. Hicks moved last year to the Stardust Ranch, which is a legal brothel in the northwest, in uh, northeastern Nevada. The women got the tattoos of a purple rose with the name Danny Gibbons Sr. Oh, sure, and be going, my pimp's name is Danny Gibbons. Not a lot of Irish pimps. 
But that was the name on the butts of these two women, one of whom, unfortunately, is deceased. And, uh, and they both got the same tattoo at the same tattoo parlor. But their pimp's name is Givens, G-I-V-E-N-S, not, not Givens. So the, the tattoo guy on both their rumps spelled the name of their pimp wrong, and thus was the body able to be identified. It might have been a tip-off uh, to the hookers that they're just... It's, uh, it was, uh, it's unlikely, is all I'm saying, that they had an Irish pimp. It just, it just not, it's just not a, 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 a career calling of, of, of the Irish. You don't see a lot of pimps named Flaherty or Sullivan or O'Halloran or, or Murphy or McHale, Gibbons. And yet there, there they were, with the, the rose with the name Tommy Gibbons Sr., you know, Tommy Gibbons Sr. on the, uh, on the butt there, Danny Gibbons Sr. And uh, it was all taken care of there. And unfortunately, we, we lost one of the ones with Danny Gibbons Sr. on her butt. Debbie... Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you? Fine. I have a book idea for you. All right. Yesterday's show, today's show with uh, the two fellas. Yeah. Start a book. On what? On great garage logicians and their great ideas, ice rinks. Yeah. Homes inside garage. Well, when they come across, uh, uh, when, they, when, we, when we learn of them, we're sure going to try and have more of them on the air. I can tell you that. Well, it's it's a it's a fun show when you do, and um, yeah. I've enjoyed both days. Thank I, you. I have too. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye, Joe. Thanks, Bill. Are you sure that wasn't a AM fifteen hundred tattoo on their derrieres? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was uh, Danny Gibbon Senior. Uh, a Gibbon monkey? An I. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. What? No. Mishki. Yeah. I got Mishki here. Yeah, you do, you moron. Uh, Julianne. Yes. Hi. I was calling. I missed it yesterday because I got in my car too late, um, and I might have just caught you talking about it, maybe not, but you were talking yesterday about um, this gentleman who has a hockey rink, yeah. he has his own Zamboni and everything. Right. Where was that article? Uh, Where was it that you were reading it? Well, he, he's been written up in a, in a newspaper called Hockey News. Okay. But we learned of him from a Channel 5 uh, sports report by Joe Schmidt that was on the air last week. So I missed that too. Where yeah. is this guy located? Lake Elmo. Okay. I don't. I don't know his address. I don't know that he wants a steady stream of people going by. But, oh, I was just curious. But chances are, if you drove through Lake Elmo on a winter night, you'd see the lights. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. At Eagle Fund Motorsports in Forest Lake, it's right downtown Forest Lake. You can't miss it. In fact, a lot of people who go to Grunhofer's drive uh, north on 61, another five miles, and they're stopped right at the front door of EcoFun Motorsports. I got my Bintelli electric assist bike at EcoFun Motorsports. They have a full line of Yamaha motorcycle products, and they uh, specialize in quality, affordable scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, all of the equipment and the service that you want. EcoFun sells Bintelli e-bikes. I got a bronze colored one. I've been riding it. You can pedal it on your own or use the motor assist, or you can use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. Stop in, take a test ride. You are going to love these electric assist bikes. And at EcoFun, you'll discover there's no other store in Minnesota that offers an on-the-floor display of electric assist bikes that compares to what you will find at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, You're not paying the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at the shops that exclusively sell bicycles. This is a store that sells fun. See it for yourself. Take that short drive to Forest Lake and check out EcoFun Motorsports or learn more at EcoFunMotorsports.com. 646-8255-1800-9620792. Pound 1500 is the AT&T call. We must discuss women and guns. Women and guns. And we will momentarily. Chris. Hey, Joe. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I was just uh, wondering if you were going to talk about Mishki's show last night and the uh, <laughs> the little controversy between you two. I'm unaware of it. Uh, yesterday, you, during your show, you uh, thought... I played it. T- Tommy left me a tape for my own amusement, but I thought it was so funny, I played it on the air. Right. Of the guy who uh, uh, had Tommy convinced he had been blinded. Right, and you yeah. thought that that guy uh, pulled the wool over Mishki's eyes? Oh, absolutely. It's a fake story. 
were you listening to Mishki last night? No, I was not. <laughs> well, he got the guy back on the phone. Right. How do we know that? Here, here's what I would have done. Here's what I would have done, Chris. Yeah. Uh, we don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, the way that it came about anyway, he was talking to the guy who told Mishki that he used to uh, uh, know your cousin Mike when he was at Brown. The, the the supposedly blind guy used to know my cousin Mike? He had met him at Brown. Okay. And uh, so Mishki got Mike on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> trying to uh, verify whether or not uh, this guy actually was blind. Uh, uh, we don't know that. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Mishki gets my cousin Mike on the phone. Right. Did did Mike corroborate the guy's story? Uh, no, he he didn't. Uh, he didn't discount his story, but he could not recall whether or not uh, he actually ever had him in his office at mm-hmm. Brown. Well, of course not, because it's not a true story. <laughs> um, Mishki, well, he was prepared to give you a case of beer and a uh, 125-year-old bottle of scotch. Or I'm ready for it. Such. I think he should. <laughs> well, I. I had to turn him off when well, wh- I got home, and, and uh, I didn't listen to him anymore. But at the point where I stopped listening to him, he was convinced that he was right and you were wrong. Well, it's his show. What do you think he's going to do? <laughs> Admit that I'm right? Wait a minute. It, does it stand to reason to you? There's too many holes in the story. The guy standing side by side to a target shooter, right? Right, right. The target shooter shoots out, what did he say, 100 feet, 50 feet? 50 feet. Hits some rocks. Well, what, what the hell is he doing shooting at rocks for? That, that makes no sense. The, the, uh, presumably the, the grounds at a, at, a, at a shooting range would not be of, of, of such that would allow ricocheting. I mean, presumably they're shooting at targets, right? Right. Are you with me so far? I'm with you. B, the, the bullet somehow ricochets back and catches this guy in the side of the head. Well, I mean, if he's standing out there looking at the target... Well, how did the bullet hit him in the side of the head? C, yeah, I know Mishki's on nine, but it's my show. Now, the, the other thing, the, the, then, then the, guy do, the guy doesn't have any clue that the shooter's been going out on, on him with his wife. And then ultimately it all gets handed to the guy in a court deposition on Christmas Day? While he's in the hospital. While he's in the hospital? No, I'm sorry, it didn't happen. It did not happen. I'm inclined to believe you. Uh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, it is your show. It is my show. I do show. believe you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the guy who just called in, who you, who, who sounded like he was a moron. Yeah. He is a regular caller to Miski's show. Well, I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my I, case. I think he's called Giggles the Clown. Yeah. I want to check with Miski. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Look, you've got your own damn show, and I'm not getting drawn into some controversy mm. with you. I've already got half the morons who call you are now calling me. I don't, I don't condone that. I can't control the people. And I don't want any more of these F promotions. Do you know how offended my mother was? Who started that? The you did. The... You did. No. The you did. on my show and said you used the F I know, but you played, you played into her hands. I'm, did you know I'm black? Did you know I'm blind? Did you know Joe uses the F word? You did a Mishki tour, and she buys it. I'm just saying, in every instance, someone else is starting it. And in this latest one, I gave you that tape just to privately listen to. I did, you Tommy. On the air. Tommy, I liked it so much, I had to point it out right. as an example of how you were buffaloed. But that's, that's the part that bothered me. You used it as an example to, to claim that I'm some sort of a... And, and I, this is where I think garage. Oh, you're logic, a babe in the woods. You're a babe in the woods. All right, and I realize that part of garage logic is a certain kind of skepticism and, a, and an ability to uh, uh, sniff out BS when, when you come across. Absolutely. It. But I, think, I think you guys go so far, get a little overzealous that when one does come Tommy. in the back door, Tommy. you miss it. Tommy, th- th- there's no way that that's a real story. All right, here, here's what I'm curious about. because I, I think it's a Thurber, it's a James Thurber short story. Th- this guy is so believable to me that I am... That's, that's why you're Tommy, see? I know. And, and I will admit to a little naivete in general in life that's been the story of a good part of my existence. I just happen to think in this case I'm right. And I'm just wondering, I would like to do... We need work. to get the guy here in the Twin Cities. Okay, I'd do that. I mean, I'd drive to Yankton, South Dakota, which is where he was calling. I think you got to go get him. I'd pick him up. But I'm I'm asking you since you're so sure. Yeah. You got to put something up. I've put well, up. What have you put up? Last night I called I called your house during the show last night. And I left a long message saying exactly what I was putting up. You didn't call my house. 
because I was home. Oh, okay. The you must have called have the newspaper. Listed. I guess it must be your work number. Okay. Yeah. I made the mistake of calling. No wonder you didn't get the message. Hurry up. you got 30 seconds. Uh, Johnny Walker Blue is $125. I put up a bottle of that. I put up a, a box of your favorite cigars, yeah. and I put up uh, a case of Summit uh, Pale Ale. All if I'm wrong. You get it all. What do I get? $100 worth of gas for that beat-up car you drive. 10 miles. That'll be gone. Yeah, 100 right. bucks worth of gas. Okay, then I'll do the work. All right. All right I'll see you. Goodbye. Yeah, he'll do the work, but I still get to do this. Uh, we don't know that. There's no way that that's a true story. Uh, much more. Please stay tuned. It's officially cigar season here in Minnesota. Whether you're fishing, golfing, sitting around the fire, or just hanging out in the garage, there's nothing like a good cigar. And Sodi's Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater is the place to get them. Go to Sodi's to buy your cigars, and it's more than just a purchase. It's an experience. It's a beautiful shop with a huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars. But the best part is the smoking lounge. It's separated from the purchasing area and has a state-of-the-art ventilation system. So you can go in, smoke a cigar, and walk out without carrying the smell with you. The guy at Sodi's Cigar and Pipe have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Even if you're a novice picking out something for a bachelor party or a wedding, maybe you're a bit more experienced. In that case, you should look into joining Sodi's Club, a special membership where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. Located right off of Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood and you'll see Sodi's Cigar and Pipe immediately on your right. Also find them at Sodi'sCigars.com. This year, like every year since 1776, families across the country will show their patriotism with fireworks on the 4th of July. And every year, some people are injured, often children. To make this 4th a safe one for you and your family, please know your firework laws, read the labels carefully, and never give fireworks to newborn children. For more safety tips, visit our website at fireworksafety.com. He has a Ph.D. in applied garage logic. Here's Dr. Joe Suchere. Hi, I'm trying to catch up on the email. All right. Uh, what are you finding? Whoa, here's a little, uh, what's the Armada's name? The Rockaway Armada. The Rockaway, Miss Rockaway Armada. Mm -hmm. uh, past Lake City, 1230 today. In the boat or the people getting a ride somewhere? <laughs> and uh, just a moment, just a moment. Uh, she still must be seaworthy. I got a lot to catch up on here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, we got a lot of information coming into the mayor's office. Uh, this guy is way back. If you're just tuning in, rookie shot off the Sinatra scramble at 2:41 p.m. And man, did the did the listeners react? Yeah, that's noted in the log. Here's a guy saying, I'm having my first day off since June. My wife uh, also found out today she is not pregnant and is also having a beer. So they're, they'll have to be dragged out of the garage. <laughs> Here's a guy, Scott Griffiths from Tennessee. He says, thanks, Rook. I listened to GL here in Jackson, Tennessee. It is 95 degrees today, and because of you, I had to pop a top a little early. <laughs> Now, just a moment. Mark? Yeah, hello. Hello. How's it going, Joe? Pretty good. Hey, I have a story about your wounded deer. Okay. There's uh, Larry the Cable Guy, the comedian. Yeah. If you've heard of him. I have. Well, he has a bit about that. He said his, his sister had a horse that had a broken leg. Mm -hmm. And he heard you had to shoot him. That would kill him. That would take care of the broken leg. Right. Well, now the deer's got a, or now the horse has got a broken leg and a gunshot wound, so next week he's going to shoot him again. This is Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah. yeah. Is his career going pretty well? Does he tell a joke better than you? <laughs> <laughs> My delivery isn't as good as No, No, it was halting. It was halting. All right, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Larry would be kind of bummed out, I think, if you heard the guy telling the joke. <laughs> Thought you might like this one. 
I can't say her name. The other day I was sitting in my local establishment enjoying an adult beverage or two when, to my surprise, I accidentally overheard a conversation between two teachers from my local high school. Teacher one, a heavy-set, kind-hearted woman mm-hmm. in her mid-40s, upon ordering a glass of wine, commented to teacher two, a heavy-set, mean-spirited woman in her late 50s, about the diesel-guzzling school buses that are used at our small Wisconsin school district. Teacher two responded with, I can't believe the number of buses that are used and the fact that they are never full. This conversation went on for several minutes, back and forth, senseless babble. To get to the point, I finished my beverage and went outside to start my truck with a 7.3-liter diesel engine. All right. When I noticed two new Chevys on the street next to my truck. Just then, two hypocrites came from the bar and hopped into their Duramax diesels and drove off. They were the two teachers. (laughs) Euphoria drove off to euphoria, just polluting the air behind them. A euphorian can't link and therefore can never consider themselves the problem, only those no-good school buses. It's unbelievable. That reminds me, I saw a bumper sticker on it today. What did it say? You know, the grand old party, the GOP. Yes. And on the bumper sticker, old is crossed out, and it's grand oil party. Oh, okay. Very right. clever. Very clever. Okay, fine. On a minivan. <laughs> well, On a gas-guzzling minivan? Well, it was on a, I mean, I guess you get to use that bumper sticker if you have a bike, a bicycle. Mm-hmm. But I... You know, I hate oil. I hate rich people who make money off oil. Mm-hmm. And, and you're driving. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Not at all. Does it? Uh, not for me. We have a little quiz. <laughs> a quiz? We already had a no, quiz. No, no, no. It's not a quiz. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a quiz. It's a, it's a question. Oh, man. Uh, submitted by Farm Boy in North Dakota. A story out of the Fargo Forum. Okay. It was published August 15th. Is the following woman a GLer's dream? All right, I'll read you the story. Okay. But I'll hold something in reserve for the Oompa quiz. All right. All right. Laura Rosenfeld, 27. That gives her address. Faces charges of driving while intoxicated, second-degree test refusal, driving without a Minnesota's driver's license, and tampering with a motor vehicle. When officers arrived, the vehicle was parked on the 1800 block of 4th Street South. The information we have is that she is hollering and whooping it up, Moorhead Deputy Chief Bob Larson said. (laughs) I see the little straw cowboy hat. (laughs) Uh, Rosenfeld is being held in Clay County Jail in lieu of $12,000 bond. She could be released for $5,000 bond or $500 cash, but would be need to be placed under electronic home monitoring for alcohol. Now, the fellow who sent this, he submits she's a GL dream girl. Okay. Well, that's, you know, it's hard to give that an endorsement. She was, uh, you know, DWI. Right, you can't, right. You can't praise that that part we'd like to i like the whooping and hollering part Mm -hmm. and she didn't kill anybody but i think the real reason he submits this as the as the as a possible gl dream girl Mm -hmm. was what she drove while intoxicated oompa quiz okay oompa quiz let's see i think she drove and it wasn't 3 a.m. Regular time? 8.30 p.m. last Friday, a week ago tonight. Jacked up pickup truck. No. Huge wheels. No. But oh. you're on the truck. right path. Okay. I think what I think the fellow who sent me this weighed in as a as a as a extremely important factor what she was driving. I think it, it sent a not message a to him. Nope. Okay. Not a lawnmower, not a pickup truck. And I would say not a golf cart or anything small like that, right? This is a real woman of GL. The whooping and hollering 
may have been a result of her, and I don't know this, I'm Mm -hmm. guessing, Mm -hmm. that the whooping and hollering may have been the result of her actually having accomplished driving this vehicle. Pulling it off. Something to do with a manual shift, maybe? Well, and more than that. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. A big vehicle or small vehicle? I'm gathering it it would have been big. Okay, and not a pickup truck? No. A a, a semi-truck? No. Am I too big there? I, I think so because I don't have a dis- I don't have the size. Okay, let's let's put this. But in she the got the DWI for driving this and then whooping and hollering <laughs> at the curb. Four wheels. I at least. Okay. <laughs> at least. Uh-huh. Let's see. It ain't two wheels. Okay, so there, right? you can not eliminate wheels, all motorcycles. It's not small. I would have to say. And she's from North Dakota. Well, she said she didn't have a Minnesota license. The story is out of uh, Moorhead. Oh, Moorhead. Okay. Moorhead. So right on. It was in the Fargo newspaper. Um, a farm girl? Who knows? I, that does. It doesn't say. It gives her address. It's an in-town okay, address. Okay. But she's whooping it up because she's excited because she's driving something fun on the road, even though she may have been overserved. And she tampered. One of her charges was tampering. tampering. That's a that's a, a very uh, she that... took a governor off of something. No, no, I'm not giving you the answer this time. I thought there'd be some more clues. I think. Let's see. Okay, uh, let's do this. Let me. All right. Let's do this. Yep. Four wheels. Yes. Not a pickup. No. The Saturn Ion, and she 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 jacked it up. That's... She souped it up. She tampered with. No, me. no. No. Let me let me let me go again. Hmm. A guy out in. Uh, North Dakota emails me this story from mm-hmm. the Fargo Forum. Uh, can no. I interrupt? Go no, ahead. No, you, you can't. Oh. And he uh, headlined his email, a GLer's dream girl, only to discover that what we have here is Moorhead police arrested 27-year-old Laura mm-hmm. at 8.30 p.m. a week ago tonight. She faces charges of driving while intoxicated, second-degree test refusal, driving without a Minnesota driver's license, and tampering with a motor vehicle. When officers arrived, the blank vehicle, because that clue there would give it away, right, right. Was, was parked on the 1800 block of 4th Street. The information that we've got is that she was hollering and whooping it up, Moorhead Deputy Chief Bob Larson said. And I am suggesting to you by way of offering you a clue, by, by way of offering you a clue that her hollering and whooping might have had something to do with her actually having negotiated this thing. Okay, stick with me here. Yeah. The whoopa quiz. Because she, she tampered with a vehicle. So, yes. And she's a GLer. Well, this guy's saying this could be a GLer's dream girl. Okay. And we're, we're putting out the fact that she was overserved. We're, we're, we're concentrating on the fact that she tampered with the vehicle to try to show she's a, a CI girl and can really do something. I think, you've, I think you're on the right you track. You think I got it right I, now? I think you're I there. I think I got it. Okay. All right. And a, a, a CI girl would want to upset the euphorians. So what she did— You're still going strong. She took, she took a hybrid car, unplugged the electrical part, and just ran that baby on gas solely, which is why she's whooping it up as she's driving down County Road 22 in Moorhead. People say, you know, I'm an idiot or something. Uh, people don't say that about you as far Did as you hit know. hit the wrong button? I got no, it, didn't I? that was not it. She didn't tamper with the hybrid? No. Think okay. of tampering in the more literal sense. I, I'm taking the word tampering there to mean uh, virtually theft. Well, I'm thinking she's she's reworked the engine somehow. No, no. Okay. I, I, no. Hmm. No. Okay, four vehicles, CI girl. Uh, four vehicles. I mean, four wheels. Well, I, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. she's rural. Yeah. You know, well, no, so no, it's a city address. I okay, mean, Moorhead, okay. you know. That, that, I know I've got it because we did a segment on this, uh, what, several weeks ago. GL Dream ago. Girl. Yeah. The GL Dream Girl. Dream Girl right here. Woo-woo! Yeah, what, you know, partay. Here's the deal. Uh-huh. She has, she went into the garage. She's trying to figure out how to, how to run this thing. She's got... The donked out, 
Uh, Caprice Classic from 1978. Mm-hmm. She's got the big mm-hmm. wheels. She's uh-huh. got the suspension. Um, right, I used ba, to call ba, it the shack deal. Dun, 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 She's got dun, the suspension. Dun, yes. Dun, 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 She's got the donk dun, 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 rig. Okay. Wrong. What? Wrong. It was a good guess. It was a very good That's guess. That's a CI girl guess. I'm not going to the callers yet. There are a couple of callers who are very, very close. Don't look I at can't the, screen. See the screen. Don't look at the screen. Well, what's the deal? Let me run it through you once again. Because I think the key question here is once we once we identify the vehicle, yeah. then the question only then can the question be answered. Are we dealing with a potential GL dream girl? Okay. You know, of, of this kind of caliber. Well, you can leave that running, baby. Or this kind of caliber. Garage Harmony, baby. Uh-huh. That, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. 27 years old. DWI, which we're not applauding, okay, euphorians? Right. We, right. You know, not if you're on Nicollet Island, don't worry about it. <laughs> we only shoot people. We don't shoot deer. <laughs> All right, she's 27. Right. She, uh... So a 27-year-old would have some knowledge of... Uh... She, here's another clue that I hadn't given you. Okay. Uh, people started calling the cops when they saw her driving this vehicle. So, And that could either be as a result of her erratic driving. I suspect it's because of what she was driving. So 27 years old. She's driving this uh, vehicle. It's stopped in a in a, what I imagine to be a, a, as urban as Moorhead can be. The mm-hmm. eighteen hundred block of of uh, I'm sorry. Now you're giving me yeah. some information. The eighteen hundred block of Fourth okay. Street South, and and here were her charges: mm-hmm. driving while intoxicated, second degree test refusal. I ain't taking your test. You know, she still could going. be some crackhead that got into the wrong stuff. <laughs> she didn't take the test. Driving without a license, a Minnesota license, and here, here's your key one. I I'm think, I think, I think, tampering with a motor vehicle. Okay, I think I've got it. Driving down, head out the window. <laughs> She's driving a reworked Greyhound bus, one of the old buses that are always sitting, <laughs> no, uh, no. sitting on a farm no, right outside no, the no, barn no. with that. I like your level I, up. I like your this direction. This is a CI gal. She's, I like your direction. She's put the bus no, back together. No, not a bus. Out the window. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. Jeez, I had a bus. Do I have a sounder that's a clue? Oh, yeah. If you got any audio sound, that'd be... Other than, we'd only have... (laughs) No, is that uh, Little Richard? No, that's uh, this one from years ago when we had... uh, He's supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. Uh That's like an alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-woo! Okay, Sometimes I, gotta I have back. trouble talking to girls. I gotta get back to the task. Twenty seven. You're running years. out of time. I mean, yeah, I know, but I, mean, I think there, there are callers. I can, I, there are callers. No, 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 no. I but want we this. It's not. I'm not giving away a prize. No, I want this. There's nothing to. Uh, I'm trying to think what 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 people could be. Uh, okay. Um, I like what you've uh, done uh, so far. You've gone donk and school bus. That's not bad. Or greyhound. Let's let's do this. Yeah. How about? She's driving this fast. It's the first time. We don't even know if it was fast. Okay. She's driving a dump truck. She took ooh, out her husband's ooh, dump ooh, truck. Ooh, ooh, head out the window. We don't know if she's married. Oh, well, you know, she's still. Okay, no, excited. no, but you're on the right track. Dump truck. You're on the right track. A Come on, I'm rooting hole. for back you. Backhoe. No, and you're uh, getting closer. On the front. I'm really rooting for you. I'm getting closer? A caterpillar, a great. Yes, a, a, you said a, it. A, a caterpillar. A caterpillar. A caterpillar. A, a road grader. Yes, a Are caterpillar. Yes. <laughs> yes, a caterpillar. Does that make her? Does that make her the GL gal? I, I, I'm adding this to my loose leaf binder, by the way. <laughs> I've never done this. <laughs> I've never. Uh, Gotten pulled over, hammered, driving a caterpillar. I think this is a CI girl. I think yes. so, she's too. She's excited about the fact that she's... Ri- I would be, too. I couldn't ride drive one of those things. Where's that song? You still got that? Which one? CI girl. Is, where is it? CI girl's got to be down. Why no, isn't it on my array? There. Huh? I think you got to send this out to uh, Laura Rosenfeld up in Moorhead. All right, let's find She it. must have ripped off a caterpillar from a construction site, drove it downtown. All right, we got to find Screaming at the top of her lungs, I want to know where the gold is at. 
I don't think you could find it, kid. Did we? I can't believe we did. We couldn't have got rid of CIGO. Well, I, it's, I have it, but it's at home on a disc. I just don't happen to have it here. It's been so long since we played it, I was going to send it out with a big hearty hello to uh Well, I'm embarrassed that we can't find it Laura. immediately. Well, you've... Island girl, but that's not CI girl. No, you, you know what? You either got it or you don't. You know, timing is everything, I guess. Right. Firearm aficionados, remember this name, DKMags.com. It's Kenny here, and DKMags.com is the only gun shop I go to in the Twin Cities. DK Mags is located in New Brighton. They have a full selection of everything and a website that's absolutely amazing and an excellent gunsmith. But it's the friendly customer service and vast knowledge without all the attitude that really hooked me. It really doesn't matter if you're a lady looking for your first firearm or just a fella looking for a new toy or information. You will leave DK Mags happy and satisfied. Try out my favorite gun shop, DKMags.com. Hi, kids. Joe Souchere here, the old fireworks commissioner. Kids, how's it going in school? Let me tell you something. Bottle rockets are to be fired vertically. I've seen a lot of you kids lighting them off horizontally and then scurrying for cover. That's not the way it works. Put them in a bottle, shoot them up in the air. That's a little tip from me, the old fireworks commissioner. Jailers, thank you for your continued support of the Garage Logic podcast, and we hope you're enjoying some of these best of shows. Myself, Reavers, and the Ruck, we, uh, we went to great lengths to find some really deep archived shows. The John Gross one, one of our personal favorites. We hadn't heard that one in a number of years. So thank you for your continued support, and uh, we'll have one more before the 4th of July break tomorrow that you can look forward to. Make sure you rate us on uh, Apple iTunes. Give us a good rating. You know, let us know how we're doing. And uh, also check out some of the great stuff we have online at garagelogic.com. We'll talk to you again. Thank you for tuning to the GL Podcast. <laughs>